0: Welcome to Heart and Soul, the radio show dedicated to empowering men to live their best lives possible. My name is Elisa. I'm a sex addiction counselor, relationship counselor, and life coach. I also just happen to be a lifestyle dominatrix. Listen, you've got questions, and I've got answers. And I'll be talking to you from my heart and soul. Recently, I responded to an online post by a man who was concerned about the fact that he was destroying his second marriage because of a sexual addiction, meaning an addiction to sex, porn, and/or masturbation. He mentioned that his wife had found his porn collection yet again and that he kept making her promises that he just couldn't seem to keep, that he kept trying to alter his behavior, but that he kept failing. He also mentioned that his sex drive is now lower than it was previously or than it had been previously. And likely, my belief is that this is probably because he's experiencing some form of erectile dysfunction or ED due to desensitization and um, he he may have performance issues with his wife as well because he has relied so much on kink and fetishes to become excited that he now is not able to become erect under quote-unquote normal situations, circumstances So, this was my advice to him and this is my advice to those who are listening who experience similar problems. One, learn to identify your emotions. Sex addiction rewires your brain so that you become separated from your own emotions. You're running, you're afraid you're running to something, you're running away from something. The idea of just sitting still and being in communication with yourself probably frightens you. So one of the best things that you can do and I know that this sounds like nothing but this is a big deal. One of the best things that you can do is learn to identify how you're feeling because what you're going to do then is learn what to do with those feelings. Again, with addicts, they feel something um, and they are running. They have this nature reaction to run to their addiction, to find some sort of relief or release or they use the excuse of being bored. You're not bored, it, you're running. That's what's happening. Because if, if you were just simply bored, then you would, you know, find something to do. You'd find something to do that excited you. But this is not boredom. This is you running. I 100% guarantee that that is the case. So when addiction is no longer the thing that keeps you balanced, Even the most basic emotions can be overwhelming, so you have to be able to sit still, see how you're feeling, and then you need to learn what to do with those emotions. Number two, you learn to identify your triggers. This does tie directly into your emotions. What was the thing that triggered you? If you feel sad or overwhelmed, what triggered you? What got that ball rolling? You need to be able to identify those things because that is how you are going to clean up your space and keep your space clean. But you can't organize a lovely space for your brain to rest in, your soul to reside in, you know, for you to be able to just relax and Just let go. You can't do that for yourself. In other words, you can't become empowered because you don't even know what's wrong. You don't know why you're running. You don't know what you're running from, what you're running to. You don't know why you are so full of angst. If you identify your emotions, and you identify your triggers, and those things are going to help. Thirdly, and lastly, for this podcast at least, we are just scratching the surface here. Thirdly, identify candidates that can help to make up your support system. And I say this on the podcasts, or in the podcasts, but I also say this um to my clients because i don't want to be the center of anyone's universe that's just you know a breeding ground for um codependency we don't want you to be codependent that's just replacing one crutch for another and that simply isn't healthy so you need to identify candidates or at least potential candidates in your life. Are there people in your life that you look up to? Um, I'm not talking about your beer buddies. I am not talking about, um, you know, your... I don't know. I, I want to say things like your prayer partner because prayer partners may have good hearts but prayer partners also tend to be really gossipy. Um. Anyway, just think that over. But you want to look really closely at these people. It's better if they are not really connected to your personal space. You need for them to be outside of your space so that things don't slip when they're talking to your wife or to your family members. You you don't want that. You don't need that. And believe it or not, um, even the Best of the best professionals tend to talk and tell other people's business, including names. So be careful. Keep this separate from your main life until you get a better handle on things. You need support because you can't do this on your own. You need support because you have to get out of your head. You see, your addiction lives inside of your head and the place where your addiction lives and is fed is dangerous for you. The other thing that's dangerous is the fact that your addiction knows you better than you know yourself. So haven't you noticed that there are times when you know, you're know, you like, oh yeah, I've got this, I'm good. You know, I don't even know why I was so worried. I've licked this and then three days later, six, seven days later you start wanting to go back and you're like, no, I'll just wait it out and your addiction is like, nope, I've got you. I've got you wrapped around my finger and I know exactly what I'm going to do with you. I want to ruin you. That's what's going on with your addiction inside of your head. You've got to be able to get out of that space. You've got to be able to speak with someone who understands addiction and who is willing to understand you and your story um, so that you have a, a, a very specialized um, kind of plan to come out of that addictive space. Maybe you're one of those people who needs encouragement, Maybe you're one of those people who needs to stop bullshitting. And so you need a lot of accountability. Maybe you just need support. Maybe you need a combination of all of these things. Maybe you need a place where you can just do your own work. And the person is there to help support you while you do your work. Maybe you know how to get to your answers. You're just afraid to do it on your own. Every person is different. Everyone needs something different. And so your journey is not going to look exactly like anyone else's. Your journey is uniquely your own. But these three things do work for all addicts, especially sex addicts. Learn to identify your emotions, learn to identify your triggers, and identify candidates that can help to make up your support system. I hope that this has been helpful for you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heart and Soul. I'm Alisa, sometimes referred to as Mistress Alisa. To learn more about me and these types of podcasts, visit my website at alisacoaches.com. That's Alisa, A-L-I-S-A, Coaches, c-o-a-c-h-e-s dot com that's www.alisacoaches.com I'll see you next time